Logging in Mixer's a robot. Technopod Studios is online. Configuring Satellite Connection. Broadcast link is established. Initializing ET and typewriter. Serving burritos. The Technopod show begins in 3, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1. Hello and welcome to the Technopod Show, the awe-inspiring intergalactic adventures of E.T. and Typewriter. I'm E.T. I'm a typewriter. You a little tired? Let's go. Me, a little tired. Yeah, and you're somehow not after what happened yesterday. Well, I drank a Zap Energy. (sighs) Yeah, but you always take the last one, so how the hell am I supposed to be, like, energetic for the show? Okay, wait, before before we continue, okay, guys, yesterday, we had gone to an outrigger planet um, because we were looking for some extra resources to run our ship, so we're in a forest, and I spot what I think is Bigfoot. E.T. swears that he didn't see him, but I think I see him, so... E.T. and I are out there, and we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Lo and behold, like five hours later, about four in the morning Earth time, let's say, wherever you are, um, I, you know, I'm exhausted, so we decide to beam up to the ship, and then E.T. just gets up at like, what, like, it's, like he gets up at like eight in the morning and downs a zap energy every hour, and he's just perfectly fine. I'm exhausted, though. Well... To be clear, I didn't know that I was out going to be out hunting for resources either. I usually just pay someone to do that for us. So I didn't really appreciate being told that I was going to the spa and then showing up and being given a shovel. Okay, well, the thing is it's kind of like a spa. Like you sweat, you you get to like work out your muscles, move the kinks in your back a little bit. All we really do around the Technopod Studios is sit all day play video games masturbate and it gets tiring i think so every once in a while it's good to get outside and also our we're literally about 300 uh sand dollars under budget right now so or over budget rather so we really don't have the money to be throwing around asking somebody else to do the work for us you know i could just play a gig and um make that money back yeah you know i forgot about that well, I mean, we got him, didn't we? We got a lot of Tharite and Seknan, so that's enough to run like is true. a lot of this stuff that's on our ship. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> that's why I'm fucking tired, is because every time I reach in the fridge thinking that I'm going to down a delicious Zap Energy, they're all gone, and... Oh, are you still getting it out of the fridge? Yeah, why did you sound Irish for a second there? What happened? I'm not sure. I was just taking a drink, and um, I don't know. But anyways, uh, did I forget to tell you that we piped all the water fountains in the, in the Technopod space station to nail squirt zap energy when you take a drink? Uh, yes, you didn't tell me that. Uh, you neglected to. 
if you know if i knew that i would have gone to one of the hundreds of water fountains that we have on here really i mean i don't drink water so i never even thought twice i would rather i would rather die of thirst than drink water so that's probably why well, i didn't figure it out for we myself all. well yeah exactly wouldn't we all so so all of them on the on the entire ship yep i put we had it all piped in pipe bot was was working all week i guess while we were out running around okay some desolate resource planet like like a bunch of scrubs okay um well i'm i mean i guess that makes everything better because now i don't even have to walk to the fridge i could just walk to the water fountain right out of my room and just yeah probably drink that all day i'm gonna have to exercise about three times more though which is kind of stupid but at least you'll have the energy to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, cosh, twenty two. I think that's how it's say it's said in French, the French language, a beautiful Let's, language. Hold on a second, mixer's uh signaling me a little bit. Okay, here, here, I gotta. He's sending me a note on the computer. Okay. Oh, we we actually won the slime planet. Grand fourth podcast episode award. Really? Yeah. Um, oh in my case, God. For the listeners, for the listeners that that aren't aware, uh, the Slime Planet Dur, they actually have a award that's very prestigious, and you can only win it if you have a podcast or or a show like a radio show like we do that has made it to the fourth episode, and then they hold this big party. They'll have a ball and and stuff, and then uh, you know they they nominate fourth episodes of of uh, shows, and and we're actually you know in the nomination. I said we won, but we're oh, we're in the nomination, so we be... might get to. Oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna get to go and you know dress up, walk the slime carpet. I don't really like the slime and, carpet, though. I mean, to be fair, there is only that one other podcast in. in in the slime der planet that um oh yeah the slime competition yeah i mean that's the only other one and they've won 40 years in a row yeah but they're so boring well Well, i mean i guess they won because they're that's it oh well also it's the only one because that's what slimes like to listen to i guess right i mean you know maybe it's it's just a whole show. If you listen to it, it's a whole show about slime, like slime this, yeah. slime that, gelatinous slime people. Did you check out the slime balls on her? It's it's yeah, very gelatinous weird. slime cubes. They did an expose about two weeks ago on there about uh, slime cubes uh, in caverns, like carnivorous ones, and I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, they might actually be giving us a run for their money because yeah. And the one where they counted down the top ten slime queens of all time. Oh, that one was really good. That was really good. I yeah, agree that yeah. Four Facts should have gotten uh, the top number one spot, but at the same time, Shaliglia, like she was on point for that three hundred year reign that she had. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Longest reign in slime history, by the way. Yeah. All of the other ones were like four days, five days, roughly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could respect that at least. Um, okay, so you know, let's uh, let's let's get on with it. Speaking of best show, if we're gonna have a best show, we can't just sit here and dick around for fifty minutes. We have a story tell to tell people to go listen to some other show. Yeah, go we're not to the recommending slime. the Slime Pod. We are not it's recommending it. 
Okay. Yeah, so unless you're a slime and live on the slime planet of Dur, you're probably not going to get it because it's it's only downloadable through SlimeNet. Yeah. So so, so let's let's get so on. So for this. now, you're stuck with us. Sorry. Um. Let's do. Let's. You know what? Let us take a break. Let us gather ourselves, yeah. and let us continue the harrowing tale of Electric Types Interstellar Travels. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. I just took about five sips uh, from the uh, energy fountain, the fountain of youth, as I've named it, um, and I feel pretty good. <laughs> My head hurts a lot, uh, but I feel like I'm ready to go. I really do. Right on. Right on. Um, so let's see. To recap, um, go back and listen to episodes one through four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to recap, I um, had a alien crash land at my house bounty hunting robot mixer comes after him we get shot into space we destroy a evil space station of the veraxians uh we we energy jump to get out of there before the explosion we crash onto the squid planet of everage where we're captured by the natives and forced to fight in their coliseum. That I mean, that, that, that sound? sums it up. I think. Yeah. So I mean, even even if you haven't listened to one through four, you don't have to go back now. There you go. Yeah. So let's see. When we left off, I was um. Let's see. Tangled up in the tentacles of the squid people's coliseum champion. Um winner of every battle they've ever had squid gog Mm -hmm. and uh let's see mixer barely able to move spark completely worthless in battle and of course i um tangled up tentacles everywhere unable to do anything and i think that's whenever a uh hooded mysterious figure alongside the king hooded mysterious figure if I could just mm. add the embellishment just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We need to be specific for the listeners. Okay. Okay. Let's see. So a handsome there you go. hooded figure steps up alongside the king, Squid Sathoth, raises his hand, and, and calls out to stop. And uh, that's where we left off last episode. So let's see what happened next. Well... Usually, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but usually, 
a handsome hooded figure that yells stop commands some sort of attention where he's yelling stop. Am I That's wrong? Correct. That is that is totally and absolutely not wrong. Oh, I like that. That's okay. what happened. Yes. Okay. There was a huge gasp from the crowd. <gasps> Squid Squidgog kind of like looks up and goes Oh. Just disappointed. Drops me to the ground. I'm terrified. I don't know what's going on. And um, you know, everybody kind of turns and and looks at this uh hooded hooded figure. A couple of them did a double take actually. It was pretty comedic, I think. It was good timing. He he opens this book that he carries and pulls off his hood and lets his beautiful locks <laughs> just shine down upon the world. And yeah, he, I seem he, to remember a glorious beard. It what I mean, yes, you do remember that. I wasn't there, but I remember that. And it was <laughs> gorgeous. I mean, really the hooded figure himself was gorgeous, I think. And the king, Squidzathoth, says, The Pengu Octopus has spoken. And the whole Let's... crowd, of course, goes fucking wild. Yeah, of course, of course. At this and... point, I, we don't even know why they're going wild, do we? Yeah, I'm I mean, just... they're just like, Yeah, he said to uh, stop. I'm just like laying there, glad I'm not dead. Right. You know, as any I human mean, I'm should not be. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what was going to happen with those tentacles. Um, so you know, I, was, <laughs> I do. I was a little antsy there, but so this this hooded, well, he's not hooded anymore because he pulled his hood off, revealing his glorious bearded bearded face, and uh, Pengo Octopus. He he opened his book and he starts kind of reading. Um, I guess about about the prophecy, and uh, I don't know. All the squid people are just eating it up. It's like they're literally kind of blurry eating it me. up. No, well, let me. It's not as blurry to me. Um, they're the okay. The the stadium is in a lull as this incredibly handsome uh, man is reading from the passages of this book of prophecy. Now, he's telling all these people that this intrepid ginger is part of an age-old prophecy in which he is essentially the savior of all alien kind, really. So, of course, yeah. the squid people, when E.T. said that they're eating it up, they're literally reaching out into the air, grabbing nothing, and putting it in their mouth and chewing it. That's how good it was. The other thing that I thought was, was a bit odd is while he was reading it, he was actually writing it Yeah. before he read it. Yeah. I, I thought that was... That was uh interesting. Well, it's a little bit of a scribe prophet kind of thing. It's like, you know, a prophet might write at home and then read the prophecy, but what better what better way to believe someone than watching them write the prophecy where they can't, you know, scratch out any mistakes 
and then reading it, you know, as soon as the ink is fresh on the page. That is true. Is that not yeah, something to admire? Like See, a lot of people don't think of it like that. I do, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so you tell them what happened next. Well, um, some sort of like royal procession comes down and kind of scoops up Mixer and and Spark and I, and we're up on their shoulders, and they they carry us out of this dusty coliseum, and like straight this whole royal procession they're carrying squid the thoth the king out of there too and we all just go like into the royal palace where uh i'm just suddenly treated like like the royal ginger that that i deserve to be treated as right at least in my opinion right so well i i and i guess the you know and of course pengu octopus the, the the scribe so, you know, like, we're just, we get a, you know, there's all kinds of stuff in, in this freaking palace. And, you know, the first thing they do is they take me into this, like, glorious, like, washroom. It's like a giant, like, hot tub kind of thing. And there's just all of these beautiful squid babes in there. And, you know, I, of course, you know, I've been flying through space and fighting giant monsters in a coliseum so i'm all dirty i get like scrubbed up and all that and they take mixer off somewhere else i'm i'm assuming i know now i guess that he kind of went to like this technology wing of the palace where he kind of got upgraded and uh they made him i I guess there the problem was uh he wasn't really working. Like there was something with the planet that wasn't making Mixer run right. That that was making Mixer not run right. Yeah. Yeah. That the second one. Yeah. Exactly. Words. I, I don't know. But anyways, you know. And then of course uh, they ask Spark what he wanted, and they of course took him to the royal dining hall where he ate them out of house and home. Well, and, uh, that, as Spark usually does. Well, of course. I mean, you act, course. you act. When you say Spark eats, people that have listened <laughs> to the show already can assume that he ate literally everything, everything that was given to him. I believe that's whenever uh, the the powerful scribe of the Squid People gave him the name of the Great Devourer. Yes, that is absolutely true. Um, I. Uh, the scribe did give him that name. And he thought, he told me this once, he thought that it was badass and that giving him that name would probably make the most sense and strike the most fear into the hearts of alien kind everywhere. So that's why he named him that. That he is told true. Me in an interview. Yes, right. So let's see what else happened there in the in the palace that day. Um, oh, there were oil baths. Oh, it was uh, awesome. There That's... were there was a disco. Do you how do you not remember that? Didn't you tell me about that or something? Well, that was a little bit later. I mean, I played at that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean that that was the day I learned about about tentacle love. Oh. 
Well, this is this is a tangent here because you have to you have to tell people now what that means and how you learned of it. Dude, Leave uh, out the is details. It a, is it appropriate for uh for our audience? I for assume. Our audience? I assume. Okay. Well, there's just um see how do i put this there's just there's things that a person that that a space alien with tentacles can do that that no human that no human can do and and it's pretty amazing and um well usually the talk starts off with when a man loves a squid babe yeah yeah and then it kind of it kind of trails off from there, yeah. <laughs> I, I go to, like, the, uh, you know, there's a few internet videos I like to show after that, and then um, uh, Diagram, the Squidra Sutra. Oh, of course, um, and the Squidra Sutra, my God, it's uh, that's a tome, really. Oh, yeah, I mean... I, I, imagine this, people, people of Earth, uh, if you're listening, imagine this. A human can already do a lot of stuff, to the capacity that we're talking about, you know what I'm saying? But a squid. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> but a squid has about, let's say, eight more arms than a person. Mm. So the amount of stuff is that, that they math could do, right? I don't. I don't know what math is, so I'm assuming that that's some kind of cheese. Hmm. Or or a soda, maybe. Well. It's no soda that sponsors the show, so. Well, then we can't talk no, about it. No, obviously. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't even bring right, it up. Right. We're already we're already doing them a service by not talking about them. <laughs> That's done. So of course, you learned the the craft and the art of tentacle love. Exactly. And it only took about six hours, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I took right to it. As, you know, like a, <laughs> you would like you. A, like a duck to water or something. That is so cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh man, just thinking about it is uh. There's sweat all over his desk, by the way. Oh man. For you guys at I, home. I, I'm not sure what our our time times looking like, but I'm I'm ready for a break. <laughs> Go uh, jump in the uh, shower pod. We're gonna take a quick break. Listen to some music. Maybe hear a few messages. Maybe. I don't know. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I'm back. Got got a few things taken care of and uh, ready to continue the story. You ready over there? Yeah, I'm I'm good to go. I I'm not the one that was sweating like a heinous animal, so we're we're golden. Continue. Well, let's see. Um, there's a lot of other things about well, just squid culture and and uh, space space uh, 
society in general. Um, uh, I mean, it kind of turns out that, uh, you know, the squid people are, are um, fairly interested in, in what they call lesser planets, which we would call Earth, I guess. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, squid planet connected to the intergalactic internet network of working nets. Yeah, the the UWW, the Universe Wide Web. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, of course, with them cracking the secret of dark energy and, and instantaneous uh, travel across the vast reaches of space, they're, of course, able to, um, you know, use their incredibly powerful telescopes to um, see into the past and, you know, they can look back. Let's see, what is, you know, the squid planet is in the Crab Nebula. It's about, like, what, yeah. 32 million light years from Earth? I want to say it's, I want to say it's 31 million 900,000 light years away. 999,999 light years away. Yeah. So not to get too scientific because well to be honest i barely understand it but you know light can only travel at the speed of light and uh let's see a planet like earth that's you know however many millions of light years away they can like energy jump out set a satellite and and kind of monitor earth in the past it's it's crazy to think about but it's pretty neat so so what i'm getting at i guess is that um their their uh satellite monitoring what happened about i don't know 20 minutes earlier or a week earlier i guess i'm 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 losing track mm-hmm. of my time frame here how long was i held captive before i had to fight squid squid gog it was you, like a week or something. I, I forget. I th- so it w- it was about let's say about yeah. A week. So what happened is their satellite that was monitoring what happened on Earth or in the uh, Milky Way, and um, you know the Earth solar system about a week ago, actually picked up the Varaxian ship coming in to destroy Earth, and then of course exploding and um, our little ship jumping away and then crash landing on the planet so they they kind of realized who they had you know the destroyer of of uh evil alien races and uh that's that's how i got to be highly praised in in the squid world right i mean you're a fucking hero is what you are well Come on. All right. They'll be so right. You did kind of save a bunch of planets from utter destruction. Pillaging, raping, all that kind of stuff. They don't really need to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you fucking did. Thank you. So. Thank you. So, please, I'm just literally stating facts. Like, this is as literal as it gets. I'm stating facts. So, and then I remember that you told me. I didn't hear this from anybody else, but you had told me 
that after all these accolades and stuff, you decided to talk to this this mysterious, handsome, devilishly charming, incredibly intelligent sexual creature known as the Penguoctopus. That's right. right. That's right. You know where. How did that go? How how what happened? Well, I you know I was still pretty homesick at the time, and you know I'd been hanging around the uh, the royal squid palace for a while, and enjoying all of the the squid babe fangirls and and my newly found passion for tentacle love, and um you know there was royal banquets with the king and. And everybody, and it just seemed like, you know, everybody on the planet was a squid. You know, they were fairly human from the waist up, but from the waist down, they were squids, and they had, you know, weird, beautiful tentacle arms. But there just seemed to be something different about this mysterious scribe that that the king kept by his side. You know, he wore a robe that, you know, flowed down to the floor, so you couldn't see his his tentacles or anything like that. And, you know, you could never see his if he had squid hands like the, uh, you know, because of his uh, long flowing robe. And it just seemed, it just seemed different to me. I, I just wasn't sure and... I decided I wanted to talk to him and at least thank him, you know, for saving me from from the horror of the uh, battle arena. And, uh, you know, I kind of walked up to him and as as squid culture would dictate, I kind of kneeled down a little bit and I said, oh, almighty, beautiful and glorious bearded master of the writing Holy scribe, the Pengu Octopus, I ask for your permission to thank you for saving me from the horrors of the battle arena that day. And that's that's whenever uh, he looked at me, he, he pulled his robe back, and he said, Hey, E.T., don't worry about it. You can call me typewriter. I would just like to formally let everyone know oh, yeah? that there is no relation between that scribe and me. Um, I, I don't even know. How much of a coincidence is it that you've met two typewriters in space in your lifetime? Yeah. Well, in space. Well, the space thing is its own kind of weird cosmic joke. But how weird is it that you've met two in general? Yeah, yeah. And I did meet you in the Sand Dollar General. You did. I mean, I was shopping for um, some really cheap uh, tablecloths because we were having a spicnic, which is a space picnic, <laughs> which sounds a <laughs> little bit like terrible. racist terminology. But I, I promise you, it's not. Yeah. Wow. And that's whenever that you, is really bad. You taught me. About... I just kind of realized how bad that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we don't talk about space picnics very often. 
And also, uh, that's when <laughs> probably you taught me about like always having plastic knives and and stuff on hand too. So I've I've always taken well, I mean, that, that that message to heart as well. I'm sure I'll be able to tell the listeners at one point or another in the show's lifetime why it is very pertinent to always carry a plastic knife with yeah. you. But so yeah, we have no relation, and uh, and this guy's name is Typewriter too. It's just a it's a small world. And and to be clear, it wasn't Typewriter two with the number. It was Typewriter as well. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a screen name. Oh, it was like just right, a name, right? Yeah, and and it's not like typewriter. It's T Y P E R I D E R, like me. Right. No spaces. Right. Very no spaces. Weird. I've yeah. been spelling it wrong this whole time. I've been putting okay. two spaces in between the words. Oh, see, that's definitely as wrong as you could possibly get. Damn it. That's even wronger than typewriter, which just probably offends the scribe as much offends as much as it offends me. Yeah. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I ahead. once saw another squid not address him by his correct title, and then he said typewriter, and he threw down this book that he carried, smashing the squid's, like, I guess not his toe, but the end of his tentacle. And he said, damn it, you motherfucker. It's not typewriter. It's typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, he told me about that, too. Yeah, of course. I'm sure it's something. I think we've, I think we've covered that basis. You don't have to, okay. have to worry about that. I just right, want to make yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. So let's um, see. Um, it, it would appear that the story has kind of come to a standstill you know, I'm I'm kind of like parting it up. I'm enjoying space. I, I still kind of just want to get back to Earth. I I don't know. It just seems like the thing to do. I'm kind of like seeing like if there's any spaceships or you know, kind of kind of feeling that out. And um, we're watching the intergalactic news one day, and um, it. There's there's just this news flash that comes on. I was watching one of my favorite shows, um, Squidfeld. It's hilarious. It's about this. So yeah, good. it's about this squid, and he lives in in this city with uh, his his neighbor. Um, how was his neighbor's name? Graber? Graber. Yeah, yeah. And he has like a this weird friend, you know, and he kind of like tells jokes about things that happen like all the time in in squid culture it's really a good show to learn about about as well you know yeah, like it's a, it's a good learning tool i love by the way if you guys ever watch the show look out for a character whose name is garg Kastaba. he is like the funniest dude <laughs> yeah. on that show yeah man that's my favorite and squid lane and everything squid lane yeah out of this world yeah did you go uh if you guys can go on squid flicks and go try to uh get yourself this show because it's really good once again it's Squidfeld. did you ever see the one the what what did you say his name was garber garg castaba yeah did you ever see the one where he is at the uh the restaurant where they eat at and he accidentally inks himself and he's like oh. he blames it on oh, on somebody God. behind him at the table so good <laughs> jesus it's and then the one so where fun. graber and him are playing that game of squisk which is a lot like risk on earth but and they have to like move the game around because 
uh, Squidfeld doesn't want them to have the game in his uh, Squidpartment. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really good. It was sort of anticlimactic, though, because they're really good at moving around the game table yeah. because they I mean, all have they like eight. The yeah, they have like eight appendages and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, that episode fell flat except for the end, which was just the best. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it. No spoilers. No, no, no yeah. No go spoilers. go once again. Squid flicks, Squidfeld. Go watch right. it. It's amazing. Yeah, so I'm watching it, um, and... There's this news flash that that comes over, you know, blanks out the screen, and it's one of the the famous reporters. Um, was his? I'm so terrible with names. Uh, Squidly. Squidly. No, no, it wasn't Squidly. Oh. I know what you're talking about. It's it's Quigley Squash. Okay, okay, yeah. Quiggly, so he Quiggly. comes on. And he's like breaking news on the intergalactic front renowned robot engineers and bounty hunting agency robocorp is recalling all of their old mx robo hunter models and that they had launched the recall i guess a week week or so earlier and Mm -hmm. and they had you know of course when they recall their bounty hunting robots they all just you know go back to RoboCorp and get crunched down into uh, tin cans and they put out the newer model. Um, but apparently, one of the uh, robots never returned during the recall. How suspicious. And, I mean, it's no spoiler that that's, that's our good friend Mixer who's been hanging out with me and the squid people all the whole time. And um, we're kind of watching it and everybody just kind of goes silent. And, um, you know, the reporter goes on to say that, that uh, the new model has launched and to prove the effectiveness of their new model, they're going to hunt down the rogue robot the the old robot that's not returning. I, I guess maybe they had some problems with the AI or something, it would seem. So they were going to hunt down all of the models that, that hadn't returned. And, um, you know, kind of as a publicity stunt to uh, prove that, you know, their new army of bounty hunting robots, the, uh, the, the MY, my robo hunter unit, is uh, incredibly effective. And right, you know, I mean, that's that, you know what, as a person who works in marketing, genius, absolute genius. Yeah, I mean, the genius was not lost upon me at that moment. I of went, course. I went to myself, wow, that is some good marketing, but I didn't say it out loud. Oh, I thought, I thought you whispered to yourself, you know, the genius isn't lost upon me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. I said that part out loud and then the other part <laughs> okay. in my head. Yeah, to be clear on what's happening. Okay. And, you know, but I was stunned by the amazingness of, of the marketing campaign, but everybody else in the room kind of turned and, and looked at Mixer and, you know, realized what was happening. Of course, we were hanging out with uh, the king, Squidzathoth, in his throne room when we saw this. And he realized that, uh, you know, an army of bounty hunting robots was going to be coming in to his kingdom 
to capture the robot that he's been hanging out with for the past like couple weeks and uh you know he decides that they all need to kind of retreat into their underground hiding area and uh he kind of said that there's three people that weren't allowed in it's a shame yeah it was uh do you, do you think that do you think they know who who I'm talking about? It's, they probably know that it's you, Mixer and Spark. But if you don't want to reveal that, that's fine. All right, fair enough. That sounds like good storytelling to me. Okay. Right on. That sounds like the rest of the story is for uh probably next episode because I'm looking at the clock and I think we're out of time. And also, I really need to go use the restroom because I drank about two gallon of a Zap Energy drink. Yeah, I just pulled one of the water fountains into this room, and I've been (laughs) sipping from it like half the episode. So let's take a break, listen to some tunes, and then we'll be back with the final words for Universal Adventures. Be right back. I was saying that's a good... I think we covered it up really well. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever suspect anything. So I think yeah, they're okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, guys, welcome back. Um, hey hope there. you enjoyed the show. Uh, we're just going to fill you in on a few things. The necessary end of episode plugs. I would have a theme song, but I don't want to make one. Here it goes. Guys, if you like the show and you would like to download it, somewhere else besides where you're originally downloading from you have two options i don't know how you would not know this but you have two options one of them is you can go into itunes hit that subscribe button and you will automatically be spoon fed the episodes all you have to do is pick up open up itunes or pick up your iphone or iDevice, press the play button and you're listening to the show Also, do not forget to leave a five-star rating for the show because we are the best. Second choice is you can go onto SoundCloud right in your browser while you're at the office, while you're not working at the office, uh, while you're somewhere else, and you can just hit that play button, stream it directly in your browser, or download it directly through there so that you don't have to use iTunes if you hate it like me. As for the music that was played during this episode, that was done by none other than the the universe's favorite son electric type uh those were all tracks from his upcoming album and by upcoming i mean it's out so go get it zap cannon the album that's sort of a concept album based on the story of what we've been telling you this entire time so go listen to it enjoy it 
rub your ass on it, do whatever you want. Just make sure you buy it. E.T.? That's right, guys. And in between all of that and your, you know, hour-long porn viewing sessions, you're on the internet already, so why not just bookmark the technopod.com? There'll be links to all kinds of stuff that has to do with the Technopod. You know, all the contact information so you guys can find us. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, I think we have a Tumblr that somebody around here manages. I haven't figured that out yet, but there's always stuff posted on there. Um, Let's see. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, the website... Am I forgetting anything else? I think not. Uh, I don't think so either. Oh, yeah, we got all kinds of... Wait, wait, we've, we've got... Huh? Email. Email as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, guys. You can visit... Wait, visit? You can visit your email client... Sender and, thing. And cl- click on Compose and type in thetechnopod at gmail.com and that's how you send us like all kinds of like stories and questions concerns photos <sighs> mp3s high praise I mean, hell for the if show. you have a good mp3 of your of your music that's techno we might even start playing it on the show oh, yeah i'd love to hear that who Sounds knows like a good idea so send send the fucking email What's keeping you? We love you guys. Uh, as for us, hey, uh, I hate to interrupt plugs, but yeah, what's up? Don't don't turn around. Don't turn around. Just pretend okay. like we're still doing the show. Okay. There's, uh, I feel like I just saw like uh, some dude in the hallway, like really tall, really hairy. Oh my god, dude! Like a uh, don't dude. Don't look. Uh, e. Uh, I'm telling you, that's the thing that I saw in the forest. His, what? Okay, just. Oh my god. Okay, just just keep doing right, the show. Sorry it's... about that uh, technical difficulty, guys. Um, we hope you have a good week, a uh, weekend, um, anything. We hope you have a good time. Uh, thank He's you for listening. Staring at me. To. Just shut the fuck up. We hope oh, uh, you enjoyed the Technopod show, Intergalactic Adventures of E.T. and Typewriter. The awe-inspiring Intergalactic Adventures of E.T. and Typewriter. Uh, um, we're going to go and... Dude, just don't, just don't look anymore. I, he's going to probably okay. kill us. All right. Uh, guys, All right. have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Ending show recording configuring music.
thank you for listening. This has been a broadcast of the Technopod Studios. Wow, that is really bad. Do not forget to visit thetechnopod.com. Ending transmission.